Hi, welcome to Gen X Up. I'm your host, Grant Porter. Thanks for joining me today. Today, I want to talk about creating the foundation for your success. In the last episode, we talked about creating your three-year vision, a vision of where you want your life to be. And I shouldn't even say want, because that's what I'm telling you not to do. You don't want it. It's going to happen. It's part of a reality that is in your future. It just hasn't been realized yet. And you're putting a plan into action starting whenever you want, but you could start right now. So that plan, like any plan, needs a good foundation to work from. Just like a house needs a good structure underneath it or trees need good roots. Uh, you know, your life, if it's not going quite the way you want it or perhaps um, you're just kind of floating through it and you know this is it and you're going to hang on and keep all the stuff you've acquired and just hope not to lose anything but you you kind of lost your passion you don't have any dreams you don't you don't have anywhere you're going um you know implementing these may fire you back up i know they have for me in the last 4 months um cuz i was adrift for a while trying to make things work that were more about compromising and and being out of tune with, you know, my superpowers and the environments that charge me up. So uh, let's talk about your five top foundational elements for your success. Number one is identifying your superpowers. And we'll, we'll dig into each of these as, as I move down the list. Number two is setting boundaries and priorities. Number three would be to develop a really solid morning routine and, um, you know, basically getting your day off to set you up for success. Number four is creating a healthy work-life balance. Um, you know, most of us are still working for other people and getting that in tune you know, is really crucial for us just being good humans. And then finally, number five, finding a supportive community to tie all this together. So starting with number one, identifying your superpowers, this is the secret sauce. If you can energetically get in tune with what turns you on, whatever that is, whatever your passion is, it could be music, it could be creativity and designing jewelry. Um, you know, maybe you love to write, maybe you like to build things, you like construction, uh, you're a car fanatic and you like resto mods, or you're really an engineering geek, or you've just stumbled across chat GPT, open AI, and you know, your your mind was blown and you're starting to think about how you could integrate other things into it. There's, there's just a wide breadth of superpowers out there for all of us and identifying them and in integrating them into your, your three-year vision and foundationally into your life is, is the way to go. Um, you know, maybe you're a strategic dominator, you know, your strategic planning and problem solving skills is just off the charts or you're an innovative idea making machine. You know, all you do is come up with great ideas. You know, maybe you aren't the person that takes them to the finish line, but you know, maybe there's something in there for you there. I, you know, whatever your superpowers are, focus your time and energy through taking a walk, through meditating, through looking back at your life at, God, I remember when, or, you know, now what's going on? What gets you up in the morning? Is it your job where you just go get the paycheck or is it something else? So finding your superpowers, huge thing for us to do to create the life we're going to have in three years. Uh, 
once you flush those out, you know, let's move on to boundaries and priorities. So, so boundaries are, you know, setting limits on your time and energy. Uh, your priorities are, you know, keeping focused on what's most important. So it's, it's real easy to get sidetracked with priorities uh, when you're not following the structure that I'm, I'm hoping you will with the three-year vision. Um, the three-year vision, if you missed the, the last episode, essentially break down, you know, this life that you want to create in three years and three years out, it's, it's something that instead of framing it in your mind that it's a want, it is a reality that's going to happen. And there's nothing that's going to stop you. And when you get that mindset, when you, when you focus on this is the direction my life's going, uh, it's a lot easier to set your priorities. And it's even easier if you take those priorities and break them into smaller chunks and work backwards from three years, because like all of us, if, if the goal is too big, you know, uh, you got to start with little bites and, and little bites start with, you know, basically your weekly to do's. So when we've got our three-year plan, you know, we're going to focus on what our one-year vision is and it's going to fall underneath that bigger picture. But from there, we'll just break it into quarters. You know, every three months, you're going to have eight to 10 things that you're going to knock out of the fucking park. And those eight to 10 things, you know, are going to require you getting in the weeds a little and doing them, whatever they are, you know, whether it's, you know, earning more money, uh, learning a new skill for me. I mentioned, you know, I'm, I'm in the process of, of purchasing a, a blue water sailboat to go basically sail around the world. Um, I know I'm going to head to Mexico first and, and I haven't had Spanish since high school. So I want to, you know, focus on language skills. I need to uh, learn navigation more than I already know. And I would love to learn celestial navigation in case all my electronics go out. And I know that that course is really tough. So those are an example for for my vision of goals that I'm going to have within the first year. And then what do I need to do on a quarterly basis to to knock them out? What will happen, though, is when we set our priorities, we can be distracted uh, by other people in our lives by not setting up clear boundaries. And and also even emotionally, you know, if we don't establish good boundaries. So. so when you when you work on your priorities, it can be a little daunting sometimes because, you know, you're just charging. Uh, remember to reward yourself along the way. It's okay to take a break. It's okay to back off the throttle because if you've been operating a certain way for decades and you've decided with complete determination that you're turning the corner and you are going to fulfill the you that you've always known you're going to be, um, you know, you can, you can charge so hard to the point of exhaustion. So, you know, in some of the bad habit that we identified earlier, uh, in an earlier podcast that, you know, when we're clearing the decks, you know, bad habits for me were I love to come home from a day or in my case, walk away from the computer and have a, a nice tequila on the rocks. Uh, that was my go-to soothing thing. Uh, I also enjoy wine, but what I noticed was happening was, you know, when it becomes a daily pursuit and something that I'm just craving to the point that I got to have it, you know, then it's an unhealthy habit, but I still like to have a drink. I I don't drink as much as I did, you know, a year ago or two, but, you know, reward yourself. If, If you reach a goal that you're satisfied with 
and you want to celebrate, go celebrate, get a bottle of wine. But maybe instead of drinking the whole thing, you share it. And even better, share it with your accountability partner. You know, we spoke about accountability partners, people who have your back, who know you're determined and who collaborate with you to check in and, you know, make sure you're doing good. And when you're not to both cheerlead you and kick your ass a little bit. So, you know, sharing a glass of wine with your accountability partner would be great. Uh, the other thing is boundaries. You know, they're important in relationships to establish clear expectations and maintain a sense of respect, uh, balance, fairness in your lives. Uh, it helps you take care of your own needs and feelings while also attending to the needs and feelings of others. That's the reason to have boundaries. Boundaries also help to reduce or eliminate conflicts uh, and misunderstandings because they create a sense of trust and safety within the relationship. You know, if you have clear boundaries established, uh, you know, you know where to stay in the rails. You know, if it's a romantic relationship, it helps to create more individuality and independence so that both partners, you know, feel respected and they feel valued. You know, if one partner is constantly steamrolling the other with demands and expectations or, you know, uh, you're always late, uh, you know, you did this, you did that, that's not good. You know, make sure to incorporate I statements, you know, I feel uh, this way when this happens because you're not placing blame. So that's that's something to think about on, on your boundaries on how you communicate them. Uh, also with friends, you know, creating clear boundaries. I have a truck and I'm sure some of you have trucks and others of you know people have trucks. And and I tell you, my phone rings quite often for truck. <laughs> can we can we move the couch? Can you come help get the fridge? Can you, you know, whatever thing that won't fit in my SUV or my car, can you come help? And I have no problem helping and I enjoy when I can assist, but sometimes it's just really inconvenient and it doesn't really fit with my priorities. So, you know, I'm pretty clear with friends that when they ask, like, I can help, but I can't help at the time you need me to. If that doesn't work for you, you know, then you probably should rent a U-Haul or hire a truck service. Um, the other thing with boundaries is you got to be careful if you take them to the extreme. Uh, I I had a relationship with someone who was self-identified as codependent. And codependency, from what I understand now, is where the person gets lost in worrying about and taking care of everyone else's needs while neglecting their own. And to counter that, boundaries are a critical aspect of their healing process. Now, when when boundaries aren't communicated clearly and given the opportunity to be shared and discussed, if if you cross over a boundary where someone has emphasized it to the point of uh, I don't even know if healing's the right word, but they've 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 made it the the center point of all their interactions and relationships. Uh, when you cross a boundary in that environment and you get hit with a hard stop, something that can affect a relationship in a way that isn't safe or isn't mutually respectful, uh, you gotta you gotta pay heed to that. You know, I I think the metaphor of 
like boundaries are like traffic signals, right? They're stop signs. Whenever there's a new stop sign or traffic signal, you know, around the neighborhoods that I drive in, they're always set up with, you know, those orange flags on them, you know, and they say new traffic signal or whatever the the, the wordage or verbiage is. And it, it kind of just basically says, you know, hey, things have changed. Uh, you now need to stop here instead of just plowing around the corner. And as you implement your boundaries, it's it's good to keep that in mind. Uh, you know, just just hitting people with hard boundaries, hard stop, and you know, oh, here's the hand, you cross the line. It's a lot like driving down the freeway and you know, you just blew past stop sign and the cop pulls you over and takes you to jail. So as you express your boundaries with your friends and relationships, uh, make sure you're really clear, make sure you're willing to compromise. Uh, compromise, you know, works for everybody. You get to middle ground because your boundary may be actually encroaching on, you know, someone else's boundary. And maybe the two of you just need to talk. So talking really helps a lot in any relationship if you want it to grow and be stronger. And it also helps in your own personal development. Um, you know, number three is developing a morning routine. Uh, I have switched into very early mornings in the past four, five months. Uh, I'm not a night owl, never have been, but traditionally I would go to bed at 10 or 11 and get up at six to 7.30 and kind of start the day in a bit of a frenzy and not have any personal time for myself. And what I've chosen to do is to essentially cut some things out that just weren't adding value. Uh, one was watching the news. You know, I stay in tune with current events enough to know what's going on, but pretty much let go of all the rhetoric and all the emotional blasting from whether it's left side or right side, because it just, it does nothing. It's not going to change anything to paying attention with whatever's going on in Congress today. Uh, what makes a difference is understanding what your values are, finding people that support them and the things you want out of our communities and, and then making a solid vote for them. And if you choose to get actively involved in politics, you know, engage in a positive way. We've watched the last six years, you know, the uh, friends don't talk to each other, the, the world's gotten that fucking shit crazy on politics. You know, I miss the days where it's just like, hey, you know, we don't talk about politics and religion at the dinner table. We don't talk about it at the bar. Uh, we definitely don't drive around with big old flags in the back of our truck to, you know, say we we for this guy or, you know, bumper stickers to say we're for that guy, you know, to the level it's become. Um, I gave that up <laughs> and I also gave up TV. So what that does for me is gives me a lot of extra time in the evening and I essentially just chill out. You know, I pick up a book and I'm out cold by 830 or nine, which then means by four o'clock in the morning, you know, I'm awake with seven and a half, eight hours of sleep sometimes, and I'm ready to go. I've got my coffee already set up. I push the button. I light a candle. I sit cross-legged on the floor of the boat, which is pretty cool because it's rocking always a little. And I turn on my Muji meditation, self-guided YouTube uh, show. And for 10 to 20 minutes, I listen to him and, and then I'll take maybe another five or 10 minutes with just no sound except for the ocean and the waves and i clear my head i don't try to have any thoughts and that time in the morning for me has just been fabulous and then from there it's you know you get up and and, and roll into uh you know getting an exercise in and by eight o'clock you've got basically a half day 
of what was normally, you know, nine o'clock to noon already done. And you still have that next half day and the half day after, and you're done at four or five and, you know, you got some more personal time and you rinse and repeat. Um, I was recommended a book not too long ago. It's called Make Your Bed, Little Things That Can Change Your Life and Maybe the World. It's written by an admiral who was a Navy SEAL, uh, William H. McRaven. And it's a good book. I would I would encourage you to read it. The central message is just, you know, making tiny, small changes in your daily routine can significantly improve your life. And, you know, he starts with the military making your bed, you know, every day for inspection, you know, your bed was made tight and tidy. You bounce a quarter off it. You know, my dad was in the military and, and he used to teach us how to make beds military style. I don't do that anymore, but you know, it's, it's, it's a good routine to get into, um, you know, getting your morning rolling is just awesome. Uh, number four, you know, your work life balance. If you're grinding eight to five or seven to 10, you know, you're out of eight to five, you're not out of balance. Let me, let me roll that one back. But if you're, if you're overextending just for somebody else and you haven't set up boundaries and you're not taking care of your, your individual needs, your personal, your spiritual, your health, and you're just giving it all away, you're, you're out of balance and, you know, cool. <laughs> if, you, if that, you know, cranks your wheel, but you, you gotta get to the point, especially as, you know, Gen Xers, we're getting a little bit older. We gotta have our own time and space. Now, some of us are, are fortunate. Our careers have been, you know, filled with opportunity and, and cash and we didn't get divorced and lose a bunch of shit and, you know, and we're good. You know, we don't have to work like crazy. And some of us, you know, have businesses that just, you know, keep us on our toes, but you know, we're not, we're not answering to the man, but keep a good work-life balance. Uh, number five, finally, the last one is find a supportive community. Uh, a community of people like-minded that are on your same trajectory and path who are just there for you, they got your back, is a lot better than, you know, if you start talking about personal development or, you know, what your vision's like in three years and they're like, yeah, shut up, bro, you know, have a drink, you know, you want to go smoke a joint after, um, you know, we're going to go out and do this thing or that thing. Like, you know, pick the environment you want to engage with. At this stage, if you're serious about, you know, changing things up in the next three years, you know, if you're 43 by 46, you want to just knock it out of the park. If you're like me, you know, mid fifties and you're thinking, you know what, I want to do things a little different moving forward. Uh, finding a community of people to have your back is awesome. You know, I mentioned earlier uh, that I created a Gen X up Facebook community. My hope is at the end of all this, at the very least, is a lot of people tune into this. It resonates. I've already been getting um, quite a few private messages from people um, saying they've stumbled on it and it totally hit hit them and they get it and it's right where they're at. So I think there's a lot of people that share that sentiment. And if that community grows, or I should say when that community grows, uh, it's going to be awesome because there's going to be built-in accountability partners to start to build relationships with there. Um, I'm not a big fan of Facebook, but the toolbox that they have for that is great as far as, um, you know, the way it works. So if you go to genxup.com and you go to the bottom of the page, I have a community link section, go sign up. Um, it's not even sign up, just go join. Um, you know, we do have it moderated. So not all the bots are getting in, 
Um, there's some really simple rules like no politics, no spamming, but get in and, and check it out. Um, what else? Oh, since we're new and you're here, uh, and if you're feeling generous, it would be really awesome if you hit the subscribe button, uh, you commented or shared this with your friends. Uh, as we know, the computer algorithms, the only way to start to get more engagement and get presented on the, the top pages is when they see a trending up scale. So if you're feeling extra generous, go back to the genxup.com page and click all the uh, the channels where the podcast is hosted. That's everywhere from Spotify, uh, iTunes, uh, iHeartRadio, and more. And create an account, you know, just subscribe, you know, pick whatever one you listen to. I mean, I, I do podcasts in the car. That's how I roll. I've, I've learned that, you know, when I'm in the dumps on a relationship and I listen to country music or I feel like having a drink, uh, it makes me more sad and I want to go get some Jack Daniels for some reason. Uh, so I, I just tuned out of music pretty much, except for, you know, maybe roll some Pandora. And, and yeah, it's great. But if you can listen to podcasts for us, if you can like, and you can share, it would be greatly appreciated. That's it for today's episode. Look forward to catching up with you next time. Have a great night or day. Take care.